This podcast may contain content that is graphic and disturbing in nature. Listener discretion is advised. A new student enrolled at a high school and joined the cheerleading team, but little did everyone know that she wasn't who she said she was. This is Apple for the Teacher, a true crime podcast. I'm your host, Anna Thomas. Today's episode is called The Cheerleader. The girl was not a high school student, so who was she? Just a note before starting, Apple for the Teacher does not name perpetrators out of respect to the victims. So I'd like you to think back to your school days, and in particular when your teacher told you that there would be a new student coming to your class. For me as a teacher, when I tell my students that we're getting a new class member, they are just so excited. And this happened earlier this year. The office informed me that a new female student would be joining our class. And when I told the kids, they went crazy, wanting to know if it was a boy or a girl. Of course, the girls wanted it to be a girl and the boys wanted a boy. So, of course, the girls screamed in excitement when I said it was a girl, but the boys weren't quite so enthusiastic as you can imagine. So, this story today is about a new student who enrolled at a high school in the state of Wisconsin in the US. It was back in 2008. Jamie was 15 years old and she completed the required enrollment application and then spent the first day getting to know her teachers and classmates. But there was one thing that she was just burning to find out about, the school's cheerleading team. She just loved cheerleading and wanted to try out for the team. So when the tryouts were announced, she didn't hesitate to audition and was just thrilled when she was accepted. She loved everything about being a cheerleader and had a great time at the pool party which took place at the coach's house. Then after only being at the school for a week, it was noticed on Jamie's attendance record that she had only attended school on her first day, but had been absent each day after that. It was school policy to monitor attendance records, and after not being able to make contact with Jamie's parents via phone, They went to her home address, but no one was home. They then contacted her previous school, but were given very confusing information. They said Jamie was still attending the school, and records confirmed that she was present that day. So how could this girl Jamie be attending two different schools at the same time? And that's when a tangled web of deceit was uncovered. This girl named Jamie, who had enrolled in the school and got onto the cheerleading team, was actually a 33-year-old woman. So she had successfully conned everyone into believing that she was a 15-year-old girl, but she was actually the mother of the other Jamie at the other school. So she had taken her daughter's name to enrol at the school. Her own daughter, Jamie, was actually living with her grandparents, who were the parents of the fake Jamie. With the deception now out in the open, 
the woman was arrested and went to trial. But before talking about the outcome of the trial, let's go back and look at this woman's life and what led to her perpetrating this deception. The woman recounted how she really didn't enjoy her high school years as she was having problems both at home and at school. She would get bullied at school due to a speech impediment and at home she was at odds with her mother. She said, We fought all the time. She put me down, said things about me. I got hit a lot. At school, she envied the cool girls, the girls she could never be, particularly the cheerleaders. I was always jealous of them. It just seemed that they had a great life. But the one thing she did enjoy at school was long-distance running. She said it gave her comfort and it became a means to escape her home and school issues. But it was on one particular run that she started to feel nauseous and had to throw up. And this had happened a number of times in the weeks prior. She just thought it was the stress from the unhappiness in her life. When she told her mother about the vomiting, she immediately thought her daughter may be pregnant. Yes, she did have a boyfriend and they were sexually active, but she thought they were being safe. I didn't know what made you pregnant. My mother never talked to me about things like that. However, a test confirmed that she was indeed pregnant. When her boyfriend found out, he broke off with her, but also told everyone at school, and this resulted in even more bullying. I wanted to get my high school diploma, but there was just too much going on. So she left school and gave birth to her son, Joey, and only two months after his birth, she became pregnant again and had a baby girl named Jamie. So there she was with two children while her younger sister was having the exact opposite experience at school. She was popular, getting good grades, and even became a cheerleader, which she had wanted to do herself. I hated her. She got everything that I wanted. I was extremely jealous of her. As a young mum, she had a number of short-term jobs, including being a stripper for a short time, anything that would pay the bills. She eventually got married, but the relationship soon turned violent. The police were called to their residence a number of times, but they stayed together, although the abuse continued. She eventually had a breakdown, and for the children's own safety, they went to live with her parents. But the couple stayed together and decided to move and make a fresh start. The house they moved into was very close to a high school. She could see the football fields, which only gave her flashbacks of her own unhappy school days. It was then that she posted photos of herself on Facebook, and she got comments from people saying how much younger she looked than her actual age. One person said, You look like a junior in high school. And that's when she started to play around with her appearance, changed her hairstyle, and when looking at herself, she thought she looked so much like her daughter Jamie, who at the time was a sophomore. She then decided to buy some new clothes to make herself look more like a teenager. She also practiced changing her voice 
to sound younger. So with her new look and voice, she decided she wanted to go back to high school and dreamed of having the high school experience that she had never had. So she enrolled using her own daughter's name and said that she had transferred from the school where her daughter was actually attending at the time, although the school didn't know this. She was overjoyed when she made it onto the cheerleading team, and the first time she put on the cheerleading uniform, she remembers thinking, Pretty cool. I was like, wow, I'm in a cheerleader uniform. It was like a trophy or award. Like, this is mine? And then one day, she was invited to a pool party at the cheerleading coach's house. But due to her pregnancy, stretch marks, she wore a one-piece bathing suit with a t-shirt on top, while the other girls wore tiny two-piece bikinis. They asked her about this and she said, I told them the reason I had the t-shirt on was that I used to be really fat. I lost all the weight. But taking on her daughter's persona took some getting used to. Her teachers or other students would call her name Jamie a few times before she registered that they were calling her. As well as becoming a cheerleader, she also joined the senior choir. The music teacher told her that her voice was very mature, to which she replied, I've been singing a long time. But as we saw, it didn't take long for the deception to be uncovered, and the police also discovered that she had already served prison time for burglary, and on another occasion for obstructing justice. And when she enrolled at the school, she wrote a check for her cheerleader uniform, which bounced. When questioned about why she did what she did, she stated that she wanted to get her high school degree and be a cheerleader because she hadn't had a childhood and was trying to live the part of her life that she had missed. When the story hit the media, she was ridiculed with headlines such as Pom Pom Mum Goes to Extreme and Mum, That's My Cheerleading Outfit. The woman's case eventually went to trial, but not before she underwent a psychiatric evaluation, which diagnosed her with bipolar, post-traumatic stress, and two personality disorders. In court, the psychiatrist stated, She really convinced herself that she could make all this better by enrolling in high school and starting her life over again as her 15-year-old daughter. Her fantasy of finishing high school and becoming a cheerleader became a delusion. Usually, in a court case, the defence and prosecution will present opposing arguments. However, in this case, both teams agreed that she needed to get help. The DA stated, I think a prison sentence would be very, very detrimental to her. Hopefully, with treatment, she will be able to function in society without committing crimes. So she was found not guilty of identity theft by reason of mental disease or defect and was committed to a mental health facility. During the time that she was in the facility, she decided to study for her GED and was overjoyed when she passed. Even though she had passed her GED, 
she couldn't receive her certificate until she was released from the hospital. But finally, after a few years, she was free to accept her certificate at a college in Wisconsin. She wore a gown, hat and tassel and said it felt awesome. Her father was in the audience and said, It was just like something that I always wanted to see happen. It makes you feel good, right? Your kid finally made it, but it only took 30 years. During her sentencing, she addressed the court and said, I just wanted to say that I'm sorry for what I've done. I feel bad about it, and I regret it. I always have. I am not a bad person. I just made a mistake. And it was then many years later, when she gave her first interview, that she said she had come to terms with the fact that she was an outcast, but also revealed that she didn't have a relationship with her daughter, although one day she still hoped for a reconciliation. Now, as far as I know, this story of a mature woman passing herself off as a high school student and being a cheerleader would appear to be a one-off unique story. But it was while researching the story that I came across another person passing themselves off as a high school girl and joining the cheerleading squad, and I was floored. But as you'll see, this next story is even more bizarre. So the story starts with a young boy who seemingly had a normal childhood. He enjoyed playing baseball and performed well in many different sports. But it was then in high school that he expressed a desire to be a cheerleader and was actually accepted on the team as a male cheerleader. So far, his life had been unremarkable, but all that was about to change when he pretended to be a female Air Force Academy student and stole a car from a dealership, for which he was sentenced to four years probation and counselling. In order to have pulled off being a female, he had disguised himself with a wig and plenty of makeup, but the makeup was also used to disguise himself as a white female, because actually he was a black man. So imagine that. A man who fooled people into believing he was a woman, but also a white woman, when he was actually black. Well, apparently people fell for it. But this deception was only the start, as his next scheme saw him pretending to be the sister of actress Kathy Ireland, and also the niece of Donald Trump, can you believe? He claimed that he was 17 years old, although he was actually in his 20s. He had aspirations to be a model, but a female model, of course. So he gathered a team together of a photographer, hair and makeup artists, etc. And they set about doing a number of photo shoots with the view to make a calendar. Everyone thought this young girl was such a natural, the way she posed in front of the camera. They all thought. She had such potential to become a great model. And she moved very smoothly from one pose to the next, and the photographer was going, yeah, normally you have to tell somebody each and every little pose. And he goes, you know, this is great. I've never had a person who's so easy to photograph. There were times Shannon looked beautiful, and then there were times 
where you thought, that is an odd-looking model. But he told his team that they would be paid from the profits of the calendar, so no one was paid up front. Another member of his team was a bodyguard, which of course he needed because he was related to celebrities, or so they thought. Due to the fact that he came from a wealthy family, he paid for everything, dining out with his team in lavish restaurants, riding in limousines and doing photo shoots in exotic locations such as Mexico and Puerto Rico. But during all this time, no one was ever paid, but no one complained because they were all living the high life and the money was coming when she made it big in the modelling world. But didn't they think, well, she has money to spend on us and the photo shoots, then why can't she pay us? So while still pursuing his modelling career, he also tried out as a cheerleader for a semi-professional football team and was accepted and also became the head cheerleader. Everyone had nothing but great things to say about this girl. She came in, she was meticulously groomed, did a great cheerleading audition and when we got down to it, we felt that she would be a great asset to the team. Shannon Ireland was a good cheerleader. Uh, she was a strong girl, big bones. She was a very good base for the pyramid, very agile. On the field, she could not have done a better job. She represented the team. She was an outstanding role model, worked hard, and just looked great on the field. She was everybody's big sister. She was really a very sweet person, very kind, hardworking. She would do absolutely anything for you, anything to please you. It was then about a year later that his bodyguard was becoming increasingly suspicious. He had asked about getting paid a number of times, but it never happened. So he decided to talk to the cheerleading coach. As her bodyguard, he had taken her to cheerleading practice and got to know the coach. He spoke about being suspicious about his client and asked the coach if he could see her application to join the cheerleading squad. The application showed the name of her previous high school, which just happened to be not far away, although she had told everyone that she had been out of town. So the bodyguard decided to take photos from her photo shoot and visit her old school, but nobody with her name had ever been enrolled at the school. He passed her photos around and that's when a teacher recognised her from years ago when she had been their first male cheerleader. So her deceit was finally uncovered. She was actually a he and the police were called. However, it was found that he hadn't actually committed any crime as people were allowed to dress and present themselves in any way that they wanted. So he wasn't charged but was promptly kicked off the cheerleading team. But this is far from the end of the story. About a year later, at the age of 26, he then enrolled as a 17-year-old female student at another high school but in the same area. He gave the story that he had come from Greece and presented report cards that showed that he had achieved A's and B's which of course was bogus. 
Usually, the school required documentation from a student's previous school, and while they waited for this to arrive, they allowed him to enrol. He managed to make the all-girl cheerleading squad, and being five foot nine and one hundred and sixty pounds, he was made to be the base of the cheerleading pyramid. He managed to fool everyone that he was a female, but then suspicions started when dark stubble started appearing through his thick foundation, and the game was finally up when the details he provided on his application turned out to be false. He was arrested, but as he hadn't committed any serious crimes, he only received two years probation and counselling. But asked why he did what he did, he said, I'm not an imposter. Being a woman is all I've ever known. When he was asked why he enrolled at the school, he stated that he just wanted to get his diploma and study psychology at college. I'm basically a shy person. I'm slightly overwhelmed by all of this. I wish I had just been allowed to leave school peacefully. While being evaluated by a psychiatrist, he stated that from the age of 5 to 20, he had been molested by friends and family, babysitters and teachers, and had also been treated for multiple personality disorder, saying that he had five people inside him. But it was one female persona who he considered to be his true self, saying that his biological male self had ceased to exist in early childhood. So he escaped jail time and during probation continued to pursue a modelling career. So the photo shoots continued. He then hired a videographer, but this videographer recognised him and called the police. But of course, there wasn't any crime that he could be charged with. However, it was one very smart police detective who had been following his schemes, and he suspected that he had to have been getting money from somewhere to live such a lifestyle and to employ those in his team. He knew he wasn't related to celebrities, so where was the money coming from? He speculated that he stole credit cards, and he was actually correct. Being such a charming person, he was able to manipulate people. He managed to steal numerous credit cards, including from unsuspecting males that he had gone on dates with. This detective kept pursuing him, and finally, after five years, he slipped up, and he was able to show concrete proof of fraud through presenting fake checks. He then went to court but was granted bail. And just listen to the cheek of this man. He asked the judge if he could still go on photo shoots outside of the US, but this request was refused. But do you think he complied? No, he headed off to Tahiti anyway. But when he returned, he was arrested for violating bail. And just listen to this. He was then granted bail again using his parents' house as collateral. However, this time, he decided to go on the run with his boyfriend, but they were ultimately found. The police raided their hotel, and he was found hiding in a closet under a pile of clothes. So back he went to prison, and in court, his defence argued 
that he suffered from a personality disorder, although the prosecution argued that he knew exactly what he was doing. The man finally received prison time, but then was released in 2003, but I haven't been able to find out any more about him. So now let's look at what people had to say about him. Here is a statement from the man that he hired as his photographer. Man, he could move. He sure moved like a broad to me, I tell you. He was one of the best workers I'd had in a long time, and I'd worked with a lot of models. My wife and sister-in-law came along during one session and said, Jesus Christ, she can move. I'd kill for those legs. But he did admit she had rather masculine features. I mean, this is not the most attractive person in the world. The guy's got shoulders like a basketball player. But hey, I photograph lots of women who are built like that. He also recalled that he had had an explanation for his dusky appearance. He said he explained it as follows. Her dad had an affair with a black lady, so that made her half black and half white, but leaning more toward the white side because it was harder for blacks to make it in the modelling business. Then she said something about her sister not talking to her and her dad not talking to her. And after a while, you just begin to feel sorry for this person. But you can't knock the guy for his ability to come off as a woman. You could knock the fact that he's a complete and total asshole, but he is good at what he does, and if he wants to be a girl, fine. And to finish, listen here to the people who fell prey to the man's deception. I wasn't really sure that I was willing to buy into the Kathy Ireland story, but I think people that are insecure kind of build up a, a, um, a life around them to make them look better. And you could tell that she was a little insecure. It was sad. It was sad for me because I truly felt that this was a person that did not mean to do anything mean or disrespectful, but was just really trying to live this alter life. The school felt really embarrassed. You figure somebody goes in and they pr uh, present themselves as a female, or he got onto the cheerleading squad and dated some guys while he was there at the high school. Obviously, the guys he dated were really upset. Most con artists out there just make lots of money. So on the other hand, is one of those ones that this is a lifestyle he wants to live. He wants to pretend he's a supermodel. By being drawn into it, they, they became part of the scam because they were helping perpetuate his illusion of being a supermodel. I probably loved Star. I probably did because, you know, he, she made me feel good. I made her feel good. It was a, a completely symbiotic thing for all of us. It was really cool. And to find out that, you know, that you're lied to by someone that you trusted, that you believed, you know, oh, I don't care who you are, it's kind of obvious. You choose to believe people for who they are. That's the wonderful thing about being a human being is you want to believe the best of people. Con artists always uh, play on people's vulnerabilities. They have a way of uh, being able to determine what they are, it seems, and they play on that. That's what counts on is really, I think, the good nature of human beings and that's why he's able to manipulate them so well because he's a good manipulator number one but and people are primarily honest and good so here are my thoughts on this story I just cannot get over all the people in his team who didn't get paid but continued working with him 
I could understand if it was maybe for a short time, but the bodyguard only acted after a year. He must have been a really charismatic person. All of this deception continued on for about a decade, and all in the same area of Colorado Springs. I could understand if he kept moving around from place to place, but I just can't believe that he wasn't found out sooner. And you can easily find photos of the man as a woman, and I must say, he made a very unattractive woman. There are some men who can pull off being a female, but in my opinion, it was clear that he wasn't a woman. But maybe because I knew from the start that he was a fraud, maybe that's why I feel this way. As I normally do, I don't say the names of criminals on my show, but you can easily find photos of him. Just use the keywords cheerleader and his assumed name, Shannon Island, and you'll easily find him and see what you think. And now let's preview the next episode. It's called The Deep Fake. The student claimed the video was fake, but was it? And to end this episode, I will leave you with this quote. Why be fake? In the end, the truth comes out, and when that happens, you're standing alone. Bye for now, and remember to be a good apple.